Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie with the Pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are going currently going through our series uh, called Desiring the Kingdom in the books of First and Second Kings. And this week we are in chapter five of Second Kings and the title of the message was? Hope for the Leper. Hope for the Leper. As we take a look at the story of Naaman, probably many of you are familiar with that. If you did miss the sermon on Sunday morning, then uh, get get over to whitefieldschurch.com and you can go over there and download that. Uh, It's available right now. Also, any podcasts or uh, podcast platforms that you use, uh, go ahead and download it there. It should be up there. And if you can rate, review, say a few kind words, uh, that would be excellent. Share. Uh, give us a thumbs up, a like, or whatever it asks you to do. It, it just helps us get this Christ-centered uh, content out far and wide when people are searching, searching these questions, and searching these thoughts and ideas that our, our content pops up and be able to speak into their lives with what the Lord wants to say to them. So we find ourselves here in, in chapter 5 of Second Kings. We come to the story of Naaman, and Naaman is a Gentile looking to be cured of leprosy. Now, interesting enough, we, Jesus actually speaks of Naaman in Luke chapter 4. Yeah, so the setting for him speaking about Naaman is that Jesus is basically preaching what you might call his first sermon in a church, right? Well, it's a synagogue, and it's actually the synagogue that he grew up in, in Nazareth. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Nazareth last year, and one of the things that you learn about Nazareth in the time of Jesus is that uh, it was very small. It was basically like a, a village almost, and a lot of people who worked there, uh, or sorry, who lived there were Jewish people, and there was a neighboring Greek city. And a lot of the Jewish people worked as carpenters, for example, and uh, masons, etc., construction workers in the Greek city. But this was the Jewish settlement where they lived. And so this would have been a very small synagogue. It would have been one where they had seen Jesus grow up. I mean, this you, you can imagine a congregation maybe you know, 50 people max, right? So Jesus goes in there and, you know, oh, hey, it's Jesus. You know, he, we, we've heard about him. He's been living over in Capernaum, you know, down by the Sea of Galilee. Well, he comes back home to visit family, etc. cetera. And, um, and Jesus, they ask him to read from the scriptures that day. So he asks for the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He reads this text from Isaiah, which is, you know, you can see it there in Luke chapter four, but basically he is announcing that he is the Messiah. So he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He goes on, you know, the idea of spirit of the Lord upon me, that's anointed. The word Messiah comes from anointed one. He's declaring himself to be Messiah. And he even says at the end, these words are fulfilled in your presence. And the people there, their response is kind of like, what? Like, who do you think you are? We, we watched you grow up, you know? You, you were a, a rug rat in our church. You know, you were um, just a little guy. We, we've seen you grow up. We know all your brothers and sisters. Who do, you, who do you think you are coming in here calling yourself the Messiah? And Jesus says, you know, that's, this is totally how it is, isn't it? That uh, a prophet is never welcome in his hometown. And then he goes on to say this. He says, you guys are probably going to say to me, physician, heal yourself. Like, hey, who do you think you are telling us what to do? You know, you should worry about yourself is essentially what they're saying. And he says, but you know what? He goes, listen, this has always been the way it has been in the time of Elijah, the prophet 
there were a lot of widows in Israel and Elijah ministered to uh, a widow in Sidon, which is a Gentile area. And then he said, in the time of Elisha, the prophet, there were a lot of lepers in Israel and he ministered to uh, Naaman, the Syrian. And it says that when they heard that, they were so enraged that they chased him out of town to a cliff and tried to throw him off a cliff. And, uh, you know, having been there in Nazareth, this is one of the first things I wanted to see. Where is this cliff in relation to the town? What's interesting, I mean, it's probably a good mile away from the settlement where the Jewish people were. You have to kind of go down a valley, up a hill, and then there are these cliffs that they might have thrown him off of. But they chased him for a long way, is kind of my point. And, uh, and finally it says they got to this cliff and Jesus just stopped running away from him and just walked right through the middle of them, which is, you know, interesting that he was somehow able to do that without being harmed. The point, though, is really this, that Jesus is pointing out that there, there's a precedent in the Bible of the Jewish people um, basically expecting that they would have special treatment or thinking too much of themselves, almost struggling with pride in a way. And Jesus says, in some cases, Gentiles, outsiders, people you look down on, have been historically more receptive to the work of God. And, you know, the story of Naaman, the story of that widow in, um, in first Kings in Sidon, they're really interesting because they show us the fact that God cares about people outside of Israel. He's the, he's the God of the whole world. Jesus is the savior of the whole world. And God intends to draw people from every nation to himself. And, you know, God cared so much about this guy, Naaman, that he walked him through this whole process of coming to faith. And that's actually where we stopped was in verse 14 of 2 Kings chapter 5. If you read verse 15, you'll notice that, that Naaman makes an, a declaration of faith. He says, now I know that this is the true God um, because of this miracle. So it's just this idea that Naaman is more open to the work of God than many people in Israel were at that time. And, and that continues to be the case. So um, this is just another example of how God is the God of the whole world and he's drawing people from every nation to himself. Israel's calling as a nation was to be a light to the Gentiles and really to be a missionary people. But in many cases, they failed that calling because they got too focused on themselves. Yeah, and then Naaman's humbleness definitely flew in the face of the pride of the Pharisees at that time. Probably added to their to their outrage, maybe that sting of conviction, and uh, you know that we saw we we see in that story in, in Luke chapter four. But yeah, definitely a, a great story to dig into. And there's so many different characters, I've, you know, in, in chapter five as we looked at that on Sunday. So many different people. The the servant girl who was taken away, and and you know taken as a slave who makes a suggestion to, to name and to, to go and, and seek out Elisha, seek out, you know, the, the God of Israel to be healed, you know, and, uh, you know, the king, of course, the king of Israel being shocked and, and, uh, the, those that came around name and said, Hey, you know, what he's asked you to do, you know, it's just so simple. Why don't you just do it? So many just things, there's so much drama going around, but that, you know, as we get to ch chapter, uh, verse 15 of that, as he gives glory to God, we see that that's kind of a theme with all of the, 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 the miracles that, that have been performed is giving glory to God. And that's kind of one of the purposes of, we see in the, in the Bible miracles, not for miracles for the sake of themselves, but bringing glory to God and revealing God's character to us. Yeah. So, Hey, that's a great, great look into, uh, 
just some uh, interesting, just the fact that Jesus actually spoke about Naaman and about this particular thing, pointing out a Gentile, maybe even foreshadowing the, the fact that God was bringing the gospel not to the Jews, but through the Jews to the world and to, to bring those to bring those that hear his word to salvation. So uh, just a great look at that. If you have not taken a chance to subscribe, you can do that over here. If you want to download, you can do it here or you can download here and you subscribe here and whichever way, whatever the buttons are yeah, looking, just, just click on all just of them. Start clicking <laughs> buttons. That's all you need to do. Just click yeah. buttons, like, subscribe, do all of that. And uh, we certainly look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.